I'm CBS 19 meteorologist Jack Durkin for Seville 107.5 and 1260 WCHV. Welcome to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host for the next 30 minutes as we talk about faith and how to integrate our faith into all the different areas of our lives. On this program, we'd like to share testimonies and faith journeys intended to encourage you if you're already a believer and challenge you a little bit. If you're still skeptic about faith, because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God, so that's what we like to do on this show. We share the Word of God, and we pray that God will open up your hearts to receive it today and bless you mightily. Today's scripture reading is one of my favorites. We like to start the program with a scripture reading. It's short and sweet. It comes from the book of Lamentations, which is penned by the prophet Jeremiah. And the Old Testament goes like this. It's Lamentations 3, verse 22 to 24. It goes like this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. Lamentations three twenty-two to 24. Again, thanks for joining us on the program. I wanted to let you know we have all our podcasts loaded on iTunes. We also have a website, everydayfaithradio.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with today's guest. Conley Gillum is with us, so please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. The Albemarle County Fair is scheduled from Thursday, July 25th through Saturday, July 27th at James Moreau Highland. Tickets are $5 per person and free for children under 6. Details at albemarlecountyfair.com. It's a red, white, blue, and green 4th of July at the Greene County Independence Day Celebration from 6 to 11 p.m. at William Monroe High School. Details can be found at exploregreen.com. The Crozet Volunteer Fire Department Independence Day Parade will be held on Saturday, June 29th at 5 p.m. with festivities in Crozet Park after the parade. To register an entry or for more information, visit crozetfire.org. The Summer Sunsets at Centara Martha Jefferson Hospital is happening on June 12th and July 24th from 5.30 to 8.30. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to PSA at MonticelloMedia.com. For more events, visit our website, WCHV.com. And then you're out of desperation, though you're not the only one. Praying, Lord, above, I need a miracle. And welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning with us on the program. Back with us maybe the fourth time, third or fourth time, Conley Gillum. Conley, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm glad to be here. Well, you have a, such a great bio, UVA grad, and then um, now working with the Navigators, author, speaker, evangelist, lover of Jesus. Um, I just appreciate you coming on the show. We've got a lot of listeners that look forward to hearing from you. So again, thank you for being with us. Yes, sir. So your first book, Revelations uh-huh. of a Single Woman, Let's talk about that for a second. Um, 
what would you say maybe two or three takeaways from that book that you would want our listeners to know about Revelations of a Single Woman by Connelly Gillum? Well, first of all, it says Revelations of a Single Woman by Connelly Gillum, but I've had a lot of guys read the book, though on the download because the cover is black and pink with shoes (laughs) on the front. But basically the gist of the book is we live in a crazy cultural moment, right? And relationships seem more complex and complicated than ever before. There's so much more what I would call unintentional singleness than ever in our history. Hmm. And the question becomes, where is God in the midst of it? Hmm. And how do I, as a woman or a man for that matter, actually discover where God is showing up even in the context of all this unintentional singleness? Unintentional singleness, is that um, maybe there's a trend um, that the younger people are kind of pushing off marriage till later or maybe not even getting married at all? Does any of that have to do with any kind of national trend or is that just... Well, yes, I think it's trends that have been going for a while, definitely pushing back the age of marriage. But as well, there's more subtle things that have come in. There's confusion, we know, around the question of gender. What is it to be a woman? What is it to be a man? Is it okay to need the opposite sex? Is it safe to need the opposite sex? Am I maybe savvier and wiser to do it alone? Life, I mean, kind of go the distance. Simultaneously, people are busy with their work. Mm -hmm. They're busy with the complexities of life. And so a lot of people are more um, just ginger and standoffish, slow to commit, and maybe hedging their bets. It's interesting because uh, I have uh, one of my sons who has just graduated from UVA is getting married this fall. And it's interesting to see the response of his peer group. Um, Which would be what what kind of responses are you seeing? So 75 percent is why in the world are you getting married at age 23? Right. Like, why would you do that? And um, my son Jay and his fiance Rachel Baltes, uh, they're madly in love and they want to live a godly life and they want to get married. And um, so the other 25% that get it tend to be more mature. Yeah. But the folks that are their peer group are like, what? Why would you Well, do that? and let's, let's face it, honestly, uh, to be really direct, the whole idea of sex being reserved for a marriage between a man and a woman, mm. I believe that's absolutely true and of God. But let's face it, culturally, that's a bygone thought. Mm. And so nobody's thinking, hey, I want to move this down into marriage, you know, so we can kind of explore that piece because people are exploring that all the time mm. apart from marriage. Yeah. So that's at work, too, really, in I think a lot of the responses and the reactions. What else from Revelations of a Single Woman? What else would there just pull one more out for us that we might ponder from that book? Yeah, I think one of the things, Jeff, that I discovered in a sense, maybe even as I was writing the book and maybe even after I wrote the book, is that God is good. And if somebody finds himself single who didn't want to be single, who never planned on it, wasn't seeking it out, the reality is you don't have to live like the JVB team Life, And I think that's what I grew up thinking, that if you were single, somehow it was the JVB team life. The reality is, if our hearts are locked onto the Lord and open to follow him, he is going to bear fruit in our lives if we are married or if we are single. And that could be married in a great marriage, married in a tough marriage, single in a place of freedom and enjoyment, single in a place of loneliness and ache. 
either context, God can show up and bear fruit in and through our lives. Mm, how about this question? Again, this is Everyday Faith Radio. We have Conley Gillum on as our guest today. Uh, I was reading from the book of Colossians, one of my favorite books in the New Testament. Paul pens it, and he one of the lines in Scripture is, in him all things hold together. Mm. Um, might translate that, in him I find my completion. What about the sense for the single person feeling that I can't be complete on my own, um, but then having this revelation that, oh, yes, I can. Yeah, and that complete word is tricky because I don't think any human being completes us. I think it was Tom Cruise in a movie a long, long yeah. time ago. He says, you complete me. Mm. And I think there is this illusion that marriage will somehow complete a person. But the truth is, marriage does good marriage does bring goodness mm -hmm. to people. I think it's a gift from God. And yet at the same time, I think every single human being uh, if they are honest, they will go through this life with an ache because we are really even made for more mm. than this life. Mm. And so that completion being in Christ, we don't even fully, completely, 137% apprehend it mm. in this life because it really is the fulfillment of that really will be in the new heavens, new earth, in that in uh, which is to come. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, Conley Gillum, Revelations of a Single Woman. We now have a new book. We do. And it's launched yet or launching soon? It's launching in October, October 8th, 2019. You can go to Amazon or Nav Press <laughs> uh, and get your pre-order a copy, I think, for discount. It's entitled, And Yet Undaunted, Embraced by the Goodness of God in the Chaos of Life. And I write it with my friend and co-author, Paula Reinhardt, who's written a couple of other books, Strong Women, Soft Hearts, Sex and Soul of a Woman, and about three or four other books. Mm. So we're excited to have done this project together. Hmm. I'm wondering, um, the scripture that we started the show with, it comes from the prophet Jeremiah, the book of Lamentations, which Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. Uh, uh, foreshadowing the the destruction of Israel and the sins of the people, and you have all this kind of bad stuff going on. That and and then right in the middle, right in the middle, up sprouts this beautiful passage. Like he's talking about it, you know, the whole place is going under, and then he says, "The faithful love of the Lord yes. never ends." Like I just wonder how that might connect to. To, to like right where you are. Jeff, book is. you are totally on it, my friend. You're are totally you? on it because that's what this is. It's essentially a fresh take mm. on the same old truth of the goodness of God, mm. and how life can have chaos, whether it's cultural chaos out there or it's chaos in here inside of ourselves. Chaos caused by sin, chaos experienced because of brokenness. The reality is in the middle of that, the goodness of God is springing up. And what we want to help people to, uh, to do is to get eyes to see and a heart that can receive and lay hold of that goodness of God as they walk through life, which has a lot of twists and turns. Mm, so what would you say 
to one of our listeners who just stumbled onto this station today whose life they feel like is the definition of helter-skelter, yeah. and they can't even kind of get their bearings, and they can't kind of kind of ground and root in, and, and everything's spinning, and the world's yeah. going crazy, and this is happening, that's happening. What would you say to somebody who's just, you know, needs a, 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 a fresh mercy? Yeah, I would say two things. I would say, one, you're not alone. It really is kind of a crazy time. And a lot of us, in spite of our best attempts, really have spinning, crazy lives. Mm. And in the middle of that is precisely when God uh, invites us to call out to him. And something really as simple um, as his words from Matthew, where he says, Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. And I think there's this real sense in which in the middle of the spinning, we don't have to get on top of our lives, but we can actually go before God and say, this thing is a chaotic mess. Show me the way forward. And then be willing to follow. Mm. Mm. Ask and you will receive. Yeah. And I really do believe God will lay out steps through his word through wise other friends, through just moments of insight. And if we will follow and obey just in the next step, just one step at a time, he will make a way through the crazy. Well, we're heading towards a break, but I want to ask one more question about the crazy spinning world that we live in. Um, Any theories on how much social media tends to add to the crazies in other words for those uh, maybe you're not um, on facebook or instagram or snapchat or whatever your social media of choice might be maybe maybe you've never happened on i would say don't go um it 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 seems like if if you go into those areas of social media and you're already you know kind of lonely and exhausted and 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 that's and and then you see how your best friend is at the beach and your other best friend um is engaged and then the next best friend um you know is posting a photo of the new boat that they just bought it's 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 just it seems like it could make uh, a crazy life worse it just make you exhausted yeah no question i mean uh, those medium have some good purposes so i'm not willing to write them all off but i think that i'll, sp- I'll speak for myself what they can do is they can incite envy mm. and create a sense of oh my life is really sort of the b team life and simultaneously the thing that brings life to us relationally is when we are having eye contact with people when we have a a chance to receive empathy in the form of a hug or an encouraging word or someone's silent presence of service. Mm. Those are the things that build life and relationship. Social media is all two-dimensional and digital, and it's actually not ultimately going to bring us that re- that relational connectedness that I think people are more hungry for than ever. Hmm, that's a good word. Conley Gillum, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Everyday Faith Radio. We're going to be right back with more of our interview with Conley Gillum. Please stay with us. Here's what's happening in Central Virginia. 
Come to a family-friendly farmer's market each Tuesday at the Forest Lake South Pool and Tennis Area on Ashwood Boulevard from 4 to 7 p.m. Leech pets are welcome. The summer sunsets at Centara Martha Jefferson Hospital is happening on June 12th and July 24th from 5.30 to 8.30. Concerts will be given on the lawn and refreshments will be available from local food trucks, breweries, and wineries. The American Legion Post 128 in Greene County will be having a pageant for boys and girls to benefit the Children's Miracle Network at UVA Children's Hospital July 6th at 5 p.m. Expect titles and awards in each age group. Join Mary Lee Epps on July 20th from 9 to 11 at Ivy Creek Natural Area for a wetland plants walk. Participants meet by the kiosk near the parking lot. Walks are free and open to the public. If your charity or nonprofit has an event, email your information at least four weeks in advance to PSA at MonticelloMedia.com. For more events, visit our website, WCHV.com. And then you're out of desperation. No, you're not the only one. Praying, Lord, above, I need a miracle. Welcome back to Everyday Faith Radio. This is Jeff Gaffney, your host with us on the program. Conley Gillum, back with us. She's an author, speaker, evangelist, member of the Navigators. Maybe, uh, Conley... Um, give us the quick rundown on the Navigators. What's that all about? Sure. The Navigators is an organization that exists to advance the good news of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. And it's, I think we're 4,000 staff around the world, four, maybe five, I don't know, it keeps growing. But I'd say, well, let's say 4,000, and half of whom are in the U.S., a lot of work with students who are in college, uh, folks who are in the military, and then scattered as well throughout the community. And how did you get involved with the Navigators, and what was appealing about that? I mean, there's so many different ministries. How did you get pulled into that? I got pulled in the way most people get pulled into different ministries relationally. Mm. I met some people and I liked them and I thought they were smart and thoughtful, but they weren't just theoretical. It wasn't just about getting their theology right, though they did that. They were really interested in their practice and what did their faith look like fleshed up in their relationships with each other, with their families, with their larger communities, with the larger culture. And it was about practice, as a belief and practice, mm-hmm. I guess. Let me. I'm kind of bouncing around on questions today. That's okay. And this this is Everyday Faith Radio. We have Conley Gillum with us as our guest. Um, I'm just wondering about our listeners, and I envision somebody who's kind of newer to faith, and um, they want to go deeper mm-hmm. in their faith, like they want the kind of Conley Gillum faith, like how do I get a hold of that? What would you tell somebody who's looking to go deeper in their faith? Well, there's so many things, but I, I think the Navigators has this old school thing called the wheel, and it looks like a, um, oh, I don't know, one of those wheels that would steer a ship back in the day, and it has four crossbars on it. One would be the scriptures, the next would be prayer, the next would be fellowship, And then the last of the four kind of main crossbars would be evangelism or reaching out, sharing your faith. And I think looking to engage in each of those areas keeps our faith growing. And this is going to sound so old school, Jeff, but I think the thing that has deepened my faith is particularly this dance between 
going deeper in the scriptures, and then talking and praying with fellow believers, mm-hmm. back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth. And then tang- taking a risk with my faith publicly, mm-hmm. and then continuing that dance between the scriptures and my conversation and prayer with fellow believers. Mm. How important is the fellowship piece? Um, suppose you are a listener who's maybe a little bit more of a loner and way introverted and used to going through life alone. How important is... Um, is the community and fellowship aspect of faith? Well, there's got to be somebody. I, th- I think God created us as relational uh, creatures in the garden, Adam. Everything was perfect, and God still said it is not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. So there's something from the beginning of creation where we were created for relationship. doesn't mean you have to have you know, 500 best friends. It doesn't mean you have to go to a mega church. It doesn't mean any of those things. But some people to whom you can tell the truth and who are telling you the truth mm. in love. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm just envisioning different listeners today, so you're going to have to kind of give a message. Yeah. But um, I hear this one a lot. What would you say to a listener who um, is really struggling with, you know, what, what kind of God – would make there only one way to get to heaven. Like, you know, who's to say that this religion is better than that religion or that religion is different than, I mean, yeah. can't they all just kind of point to the same mountaintop? Yeah, I mean, these are big questions no, no, that you're asking, no. but you know what, they're important. And I think that question of exclusivity is a great one. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a woman, we were in Ireland, and she'd been in a Bible study for about two years, and she said, I just don't buy it. I don't buy this whole exclusivity of Jesus as the way to God. She said, that just seems, I don't know. And she had a whole bunch of adjectives to describe it. And I said, yeah, exclusivity is a hard concept. And I said, is there any place for it? She said, I really don't think there is. And then I said, how about in your marriage? Mm. And uh, mm. it was mm. silence. And she <laughs> gave me a little look. And I said, what can we learn about the nature of exclusivity in marriage that can help us understand something about why there would be a way to God, not just multiple ways. I shouldn't say a way, the way to God, not just multiple ways. Could there be something that's actually good about Jesus being the way to God and not just one of a million choices? Hmm. I know, it's just a question we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. Why actually might that be good that there's a God who says, hey, this is the way? Something for you to think about. All right. What do you say to our listener who um, maybe they've slept through uh, all of their reading on the entire Old Testament? All right. And so then they get to the New Testament and they love the feel good stories of Jesus, the healing, the, um, you know, where he was able to uh, resurrect. And you know Lazarus, the Lazarus story, and there's there's numerous stories where Jesus was able to bring somebody back from the dead. Um, but then we get to the what appears to be the end of his life, and and why like why do we have to hang him on a tree and crucify him? And what does that have? How does the Old Testament tie into that? And um, gee, I'm asking you a monster question. I did did go to a theological uh, graduate school. Basically, I hear this question. 
why does there have to be like this death? And yeah. Why this whole question of God's wrath? Yeah. And why these questions of something that doesn't seem like the warm, squishy, mm. uh, soft side of God? Why does there have to be the other side of the story? And I think the reality is is because as um, deep and as profound and as violent, we could even say, as the cross is, it's because that's the that solution, the depth and the intensity and even the violence of the cross is the solution which reflects the depth, the intensity, and the violence of the problem, mm-hmm. which is our sin against God. And there is something in a sense that was needed that was equal in intensity and could kind of take it and trump it and move forward. And, um, you know, it's interesting. People say, oh, I don't like that whole idea of God being mad or wrath or anything. And, of course, who likes that? Like, you know, we're normal people. But you take that marriage example again. Let's say uh, Mo uh, was unfaithful. Okay, let's say that. If you were like, oh, hey, that's okay, Mo. We all make choices. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with it. You just be you. That would mean you didn't love her. Mm. It would mean you didn't want that marriage. It wouldn't. It would mean she's not worth fighting for and getting angry for. And that's what this is about with God. It's ultimately because His is a jealous, in the best sense of that word, a jealous love for us that's worth the intensity of the fight to win us back to Him for eternity. Mm. A little passion there. Yeah, I actually believe yeah. it. Yeah, and because I was, I was embarrassed about the wrath of God for a long time. Yeah. I felt awkward and embarrassed, so I had to kind of go into it and study it and discover it. What was the good actually underneath it? I have so many more questions. I'm going to hit you with this one. Oh, bring it. I, I, I have found great meaning and comfort from this passage from the book of Hebrews. I think it's Hebrews. Because he himself suffered, he is able to help us when we are suffering. Is that ring does that bring anything to you does that does that touch your life at all well i think knowing that uh god actually suffers in response to our suffering is profoundly important there's this amazing greek word and we might have even talked about it on this show before but it's called splangnesiomai okay hang with me mm-hmm. hang with me listeners it's called splangnesiomai in greek and what it means is to have a gut reaction and in the Gospels, we see, uh, oh, ten times or more, we see that word used, and it's about Jesus' response to the suffering of others. Mm. And what we see is that Jesus has a literal gut reaction to our suffering. There's a widow, the widow of Nain, Luke 7, check it out. Uh, Jesus, it says, he saw her, and his guts were turned over in response to her. Her pain physiologically affected the God of the universe. Mm. That is awesome. Mm. That's amazing. Conley Gillum, just a couple more questions for you. What comes top of mind when I ask you your favorite Jesus encounter in the Bible? And if you need some time, I will tell you I like uh, the woman at the well but I really, and our listeners have heard me talk about it, I really like um, the demoniac or legion mm-hmm. who is talked about in both Matthew and Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 5 talks about a man filled with evil spirits and he has an encounter with Jesus and um, Jesus sends all the spirits to the pig and this man 
then goes on to become a disciple of Jesus. I just I just love that transformation. To you, what comes to mind Jesus encounter in the Bible, Connelly Gillum? Well, I love that Widow of Nain story. Mm. I mean, that one is very fresh. Mm-hmm. The other one that stays with me is Jesus, and she's referred to as the sinful woman. We don't know her situation. It, it sort of intimates uh, prostitution, but this is what's so amazing. This woman has had some previous encounter with Jesus. She's overwhelmed by how amazingly loving he is. She comes in kind of comes into this dinner party with all these uh, significant religious Mm -hmm. leaders and who are looking at her like, what are you doing here? And um, she starts to cry at his feet and wash his feet with her hair. And these religious leaders are aghast and they're upset. And who is this woman? Who did she think she is? What's she doing here? And, um, And Jesus looks at her and basically gives a speech to these leaders and says, do you see her? And then he names all these things about her that she is doing that they haven't done for him. Mm -hmm. And he's basically saying this is um, a woman who fleshes out what it is to love and follow me, and I want to honor her. And they're all looking at her askance and talking trash about her, Mm -hmm. and he's looking at her and lifting her up. Mm -hmm. And and I always picture that conflict between Jesus and the Pharisees, right? Yeah. Because the Pharisees looked perfect, right? And yes. they had all the tassels and everything, right? And they really acted elitist. Yeah. And 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 now you have a a, a woman um, uh, who um, had a questionable reputation yeah. and 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 Jesus is applauding her yeah. over the Pharisees. And what she a, is uh, encountering the goodness of God mm. in the chaos of her life. Well, what a way to wrap up the program. Conley Gillum, uh, one more time, the name of your new book coming out in October? And Yet Undaunted, Embraced by the Goodness of God in the Chaos of Life, Nav Press. Conley Gillum, I want to pray for you and all of our listeners today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and bring you peace. This is Everyday Faith Radio. Conley Gillum, thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. All of our listeners, have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week. It's like having a Fox News app right there in your dashboard. Seaville 1075 and AM 1260 WCHV AM and FM Charlottesville. Keep up the maximum pressure campaign on Iran. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. That's the feeling of Senate Republican Tom Cotton, who tells Fox News Sunday retaliatory strikes against Iran for downing a U.S. drone are warranted. I fear that if Iran doesn't have a firm set of boundaries drawn around its behavior, we're going to see an attack on a U.S. ship or U.S. manned aircraft. At the last minute, President Trump called off airstrikes, saying the action would have been disproportionate. I don't want to kill 150 of anything or anybody unless it's absolutely necessary. While military action remains an option, the White House plans to make an alternative move tomorrow. With few specifics, the president tweeted major additional sanctions will be imposed on the country. The president says he hopes Iran becomes a productive and prosperous nation again. Fox's David Spont, while speaking in Israel today, National Security Advisor John Bolton said Iran should not mistake U.S. prudence and discretion 
for weakness. The president also having second thoughts about nationwide deportation raids. He's delaying them by two weeks to allow Congress to fix the crisis at the southern border. That doesn't